Hey everyone, it's Dave and Jeff. It is Sunday, March 8th, 2020, and it's kind of ridiculous. Once in a while, something comes up, and you go, man, we're in the dumbest, worst industry of all time. I came down here in a good mood, and all Dave had to do was bring up, hey, who are the engineers we worked with? And we just named off about six guys, none of you would know, all just the biggest group of slap dicks. <laughs> slap dicks. Like, that- if it wasn't for this business, they would have all been the Unabomber. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing, okay, so you guys know, it's like for everybody. You have an IT department wherever you work, and they're the guys that keep Outlook together and fuck with the bandwidth yeah. and do all that stuff. Well, at the radio station, they're the guys that do the satellites and the wires and the microphones and the board. I mean, it's kind of a big gig. 1090 was so stupid <laughs> that they fired their engineer, and they just tell Jack Cronin, all right, Crow, you're the engineer. Yeah. And he goes, uh, I have no training in that. They're like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> so mics didn't work. Cough buttons didn't work. No, no, no cough Nothing button. worked. You had no ability. Where I sat yeah. at 1090, you guys have probably seen pictures of that studio where Billy Ray sat. You have your back to, the, to your board op. Yeah. It's the dumbest setup I've ever seen. And I had no ability to talk to them. So I had no ability to say, hey, is Tony Gwynn on the phone? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and some moron thought, oh, this is great. This will work perfect. Like, just, yeah, as Dave said, it's the stupidest business. <laughs> like, people wonder why it goes broke. Well, you fire people that people, n- listeners, yeah. like. Yes. Oh, it's the music. No, it's not. No, it's not. Nobody wants to listen to the same crap. They like hearing the personalities. And you got rid of all of them. Yeah, it's it's pretty jacked up. <laughs> it's, it's pretty jacked up. I got to ask you, what did you uh, what did you do this week? And I haven't spoken all weekend long, but I follow you, obviously, on Twitter. And I get a chance to see what you're doing with the kids. And then I get a yeah. chance to see what you're doing at night. And and entertainment-wise, if you did absolutely nothing, I wouldn't ask you, what did you do this weekend? But anyway, I find it interesting, one, of being a dad, too, as far as sports entertainment goes. So my sons right now are training. Both of them are training for the Rock and Roll Half Marathon. So I used to get them. When uh, is that? When is the? Uh, end of May, okay. I think it is. And so I would get them. Usually I would pick them up at about 6.30 on Friday night. We go to dinner. We hang out, do some things. Then we have all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and get them home right before the podcast. But now, um, because they're training for the Rock and Roll Half Marathon, I pick them up. So I met them yesterday at 8 o'clock in the morning um, at Mission Bay. Okay. And I will say this, Dave, when I pick them up on Friday night, we are not up and moving around at 8 o'clock on Saturday. We're just hanging out doing our thing. But it was cool. So they had just run, I think, like six miles. Wow. I had brushed my teeth. So we both were feeling like, yeah, this has been a good morning. I <laughs> could start. Yeah. And they go, uh, can we go grab something to eat? And I go, yeah. And so we went down. I go, you know what we're going to do today? I said, we're going to go to Ocean Beach. They go, really? And they had not been there in a long time. We went down. We parked right on Newport. And OB, man, on a Saturday morning at 8.15 was amazing. Able to get parking, no problem at 8.15, yeah, right? Yeah, found a, found a spot right yeah. on the Normally street. it is hard as hell Dead. to find parking. 
dead. So we went, we had great breakfast, and then we came out, we walked Newport, and we went on the pier. And we walked the pier all the way to the end and just hung out. It was great. Came back to Mission Bay, throw the football for a couple hours, just having a blast. And then uh, last night, we went and watched the UFC card. Now, this was really funny because we go to watch UFC and between the sun and running and the whole thing, my son Jack falls asleep right at the table at like 7 o'clock. So I go, hey, let's go back to the car. There's a blanket in the trunk. Just crash out. He's sound asleep in the back seat. His brother's like, well, look at him. He's done. He didn't do the bitch like coughing to his head. Pretty hand. close. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. Isn't Jack the one that just picked it up, the running part? Yes. Cade's been doing it for years. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, no shit. No wonder he's tired. Uh, 45 minutes later, brother two, sound uh, asleep at the table. Done. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say this, the problem with the UFC, Dave, we've said it a lot on this show, is there's too many events, they've diluted the product, it's just the pay-per-view cards are not what they used to be in yeah. any way, sense, at all. They had a women's strawweight fight last night that was the co-main event. Yeah. That, to me, not talking female fight, I'm telling you, it's probably one of the five best fights I've ever seen. Uh, Joanna Jokavic, I can't pronounce yeah. her name. Polish. I saw the Actually, I did see this fight. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, Lee Wing. Yeah. I, 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 well, I agree with you, by the way. Made, I didn't know what you were going to say, but I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it, it it's International Women's Day. It, <laughs> no, I mean. I know, it's kind of funny. It's International Women's Day. Let's go ahead and beat the shit out of each other. I swear to God, they... Joanna was a former champion. She has so much charisma and personality. And I the champion, and I'm I I hesitate to even pronounce her name because I don't want to show any disrespect and get it right. She's an absolute legend in China, as she should be. And these two just came out and got after it for five five-minute rounds. Joanna, who's beautiful. At the end, she looked like a Vulcan. She yeah. could go into a Star Wars or a Star Trek movie. You're 100% right. And then you had the main event with Yoel Romero, and that fight was just garbage. But man, oh man, did those two put a show on last night. They, it was amazing. And so I just sat there at a restaurant with about 300 other people. Like I said, both my sons had passed out. Yeah. And we just went crazy, man. We just went crazy. And and I loved what people did today on social media where they said, no, it's not. I mean, it's maybe the greatest woman's fight ever, but it's top five UFC fight that I've ever seen. And it was funny last night they announced um, the John Jones, Alex Gustafson fights going in the UFC Hall of Fame. And I love that John Annex and Joe Rogan, Dan, uh, Daniel Cormier. Hey, let's put this one in same <laughs> night. Man, it was just two great athletes, great tribute to their sport, class, charisma, and they just laid it on the line. Wasn't that insane? You know what's weird about fighting is when someone gets punched in the forehead in slow motion and you see it. Yeah. And, that hematoma? And, and uh, well, it's like you look at it and go, well, what the hell's the defense? Because your eyes see the punch coming. Yeah. You expect, I guess, below the eyebrows. Yeah. But, yeah, that girl takes it right in the forehead. <laughs> and well, you're like, that is a shot. 
Yeah, and it really, you could tell, like, she is so, Joanna's so, so tough. Dave, you could really see that that was in, really bothering her. Oh, I, and, I agree. And, and look, man, I think the thing is, in boxing, boxing in 2019, I forget what the number is, but it was an incredibly high number, like a higher number than usual of kids that passed away in the ring. If you watch real sports right now, there's an unbelievable story about a trainer of a young guy, a great kid that was just fighting and, and passed away in the ring. Uh, it, it, male or female, had nothing to do with her being a 115-pound woman. From my standpoint, looking at that, you, you worry about long-term effects, and you want to make sure that there's nothing going on. Yeah. She checked out. Uh, everything's good for both fighters. They both went to hospital. Reports came out. They've both been released from the hospital, and they'll slowly recover. But my goodness, was that... I mean, those gloves that they wear, they're only four-ounce yeah. gloves. And unlike boxing, where it's... 10-ounce gloves, 8-ounce gloves, you're allowed to say, well, I want the medium gloves, I want the small. And what they do is they take, if in a normal day, if you wore a medium, for a fight glove, they want a small. I mean, it is as close to, to hitting somebody with bare knuckles as you get. Um, so that was unbelievable. And then today, we just, it was a blast. We hung out all day. We watch sports. I feel like we crashed out each about four times because we're all... I think my sons and I are much more concerned about time change than we're ever concerned about the coronavirus. That's funny. And so, yeah, we hung out, watched some WWE, had dinner, had laughs, goofed around. They have a drone now. So we goofed around. Did you get him a drone? I didn't. Their uncle gave him oh, one. Oh, a smart move. Dude. And it was a Two blast. Two kids to run with that drone. Yeah, it was fun. So we just uh, hung out. Great time. What I need, are they any good with it, the drone? They, just... they Dave, they had never had one, and I'm not lying. They really picked it up quick. Yeah, they picked it up really quick. So I know, I know, like, um, what do they call those things? Go cameras? Yeah, like, the, yeah, GoPros. Or GoPros, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Here's the they, deal. This is what I want. Honestly, I need someone that knows how to use a drone. Yeah. I want some. <laughs> they get to think this sounds dumb. But I want someone to take the drone, go above the baseball field up at Nita Vista High School, and I want a picture from up yeah. top. Because the one that they have like for the school website looked like it was taken in 1967. It looks terrible. Yeah. But, it, hell, I put so much goddamn work into this field. I want a picture of what the field looks like now Yeah. to, to basically have. But it's, and anyway, to put it side to side because we've all, as, as kids, as other coaches, myself. Grinded put, it out, right? Dude, so much guiding work over the last year of trying to fix this field that I would love to have a picture of it. I've never I've never had any interest. Like, I've seen yeah. beautiful photos taken from a drone, but I've never had interest in one. So now they have one. The battery on the one that they have, so the story was what their uncle told them was that the girl who cuts his hair got it for her boyfriend, and then the boyfriend broke up with her. Yeah. And so my brother got it really cheap. I don't know anything about him. It felt like they would charge it for about 70 minutes, and then the battery life felt like it was under 15. Really? And they they don't have a GoPro with it. Yeah. So, But it was really cool. It was kind of fun. And so they were just... Kind of flying it around the block. We have a parking lot across the street. They just took it over there and we're goofing around. 
But I mean, you tell them wait till the summer when the girls start laying out topless. Right there. <laughs> when we go to Missy Martinez's pool party. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I don't know anything about that world. So uh, with my luck, right? How do you attach the GoPro? I don't know any of it. Uh, is that battery life? Like it feels like battery life should be longer than fifteen minutes. It should be. But. Um, and maybe they were just like your phone, right? If your phone has 10% charge and you charge it for 15 minutes and then you go out and use it for 40 minutes, you're like, oh, God, my battery sucks. <laughs> um, I don't know. But great time and just hanging out, man. I'm, I'm just as a parent. Yeah, that's I, cool. Uh, we went and just hung out at the pier yesterday. And one quick thing. Yes. So I took a picture of them out on the pier. I posted it. And I got a very nice comment from our pal, Laura Kane, who has been here, told her story while we're thinking of it, Dave. Congratulations to our friend, Laura Kane, this week, 13 weeks sober uh, for Laura. Nice. And just couldn't be more proud. We told the story when she was here that we were at Free FM when she was calling, was a little off her game, went and is just crushing it. She sounds great. On Kogo, her podcast with Eric and her friend, uh, I think her other friend, I mind blank on her other friend's name. My apologies. Hold on. How many, how, how long sober? 13 years. Okay. I swear you said 13 weeks the first time. Oh, no. 13 years. I was years. about to say, did she fall no, off? No, 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 no. Okay. I just want to make sure I got it right. One yeah. Way or the 13 other. years. No. Since okay. 2007. Good. Since That's that what time. I thought it was. But yep. you, you threw me off. For I'm a sorry. No. She, but she sent me a message and uh, I just, I wanted to mention that today yeah. and just tell her how proud we all are of Absolutely. her, man. She's, I know she said it. You fight it every day. You yeah. fight that fight every day. And uh, she's just a champion. And second bit of news, I got a really, really cool message from Ashley from the show. Okay. And been through a lot. She does her own podcast. She's got all her things going. But we will work it out, and Ashley from the show will be in the garage Cool, coming up. And I'm looking forward to that. So Ashley's coming down. Ted Leitner's coming down. Um, I'd still like to get Josh Lewin in here to tell his story. That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. Once UCLA gets through March Madness. But a lot of fun people coming up. Plus Trotter before the draft as well. That'd be great. That'd be absolutely great. That's cool. That's, uh, that, that's exciting. Someone yeah. asked me about Ted. And you guys missed it with Ted. He's so fucking busy now with Aztecs and the Padres, you assholes. And I said, hold on, give us a chance. Yeah, no, we'll get him in. All right. You're saying it. There you go. That's all I'm saying. It's off of me. It's on to Jeff now. Yeah. Let's okay. get his schedule worked out. <laughs> we'll get him on in mid-October. Oh, Aztecs. Mid-October. Ted's good to go. Aztecs lose yesterday. They end up 31-2. and two. Yep. Um, they could now, we'll find out a week from tonight where they go. Could be a two seed in the West as opposed to being a one seed in the East. I don't uh, like the schedule, by the way. Well, the two seed. No, I don't like the schedule. That, I don't like that the Mountain West Conference played a week before everybody else. That's well, a lot of like time off. I don't like that couldn't do the math. He kept telling them yesterday, hey, you're off for 10 days. You're not coming <laughs> back Tuesday. Syracuse education. Damn it, Kyle. You had one job. Um, I'll say this. You can say number two and playing games in Sacramento and all this. That team wasn't ranked at the start of the year. 
They should have been a one seed. I agree with what Bryce Miller wrote today. I'm not going to claim to be a college basketball expert. I'm not by any means. I had fun when I went and saw him play this year. If that team should have been a one seed, I don't give a fuck if it's in the east, the south, in Newfoundland. I don't care. (laughs) It would have been incredible for that program. And I get that a two seed's cool. I can't tell you the sense of disappointment that I had at the end of that game. Now, Sam Merrill makes that three, which is insane, but it shouldn't have got to that point. And I just... I felt so bad for everybody involved in that program because they deserved to win that tournament. They deserved it after the year they had. And it's just, man, to Utah State? But, Look, yeah. here's here's the disappointing part, right? I mean, yeah, they, they've had really just an amazing year. I mean, yeah. before the year. I, I, so fun. Yeah, so fun. And, and they've had this incredible year. And the city, absolutely, the sports city in San Diego needed it to see uh, San Diego State or a team from San Diego that people actually care about you know, nationally do something amazing. They did something amazing. It's kind of scary that they've struggled down the stretch. And I understand it's only two losses, but, man, you're losing at halftime a lot. You know, yeah. You're falling behind a lot in these games. It makes you nervous. A few weeks ago, I thought the one team that was far and away the best team was Baylor. Mm-hmm. Baylor looks like shit down the stretch. Yeah, what, three and five days? Yeah, or something? They, keep, they keep dropping games. So I don't know. Anybody can win. I mean, the, the way it is, anybody can win. I don't know where San Diego stayed seeded. I think this year really it means less than ever because I don't think there are that too many dominating teams. I think a lot of people Seth are going to – Davis says they should still be a one. Still should be a one. Mm-hmm. Who, who does he have? He has, what, Kansas, Gonzaga, San Diego State, and who else? Uh, who Do you remember it? who else he has in there? Yeah, who it was in Dayton, so who would the other one be? It could be, be Dayton. It could no, be. No, it was state. It was state. Oh no, it wasn't Baylor. Baylor came out, so it was state, Kansas, Gonzaga, and oh, I don't remember. I think Dave. I think he was just talking about. He wasn't talking in regards to who the four number ones would be. the The discussion was only about San Diego State. Got it. And he said that he felt like they still should be a one. And again, that it would be great if they did, but at the same time, I think this year really means less than ever. That's just just my feeling. Whether they're they're a one oh, or, or I they're, di- I disagree. For that program, Dave, for never to have been there, for them not to have been ranked. I mean, either way, they Dave, haven't played a ranked team. You know what I mean? They went through the whole schedule and did not play one ranked team. I just looked at their schedule right? right now. Yeah, they did not play one wait, ranked team. At they, the time they at the time they faced the teams, there are teams yeah. they faced that are now ranked. Okay, I thought there were teams that were ranked when they played them no, that have dropped out. They have not faced a ranked team. Wow. Now it's not so fucking impressive, is it? No, Seth Davis, you could go fuck yourself with that bag of shit right there. You can. <laughs> You're going to find your face in it. <laughs> Why would we have a bag of shit in the garage? It's funny, but I pointed you looked over to your left. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay, so you still take it. Okay, you, here, here, okay. Hold on. Let me ask this question. Yeah. If they finish as a one seed, let's say uh-huh. they get one of these one seeds. I hope they do. Everyone thinks I fucking hate this team. I know you're gonna say you do. I don't. I don't hate this fucking team. Great season, thirty and two. Yeah. Really incredible. Yeah. Okay. There are players on this team that nobody heard of. That all of a sudden right. people know who they are. You know, and hopefully it helps them with with pro- professional basketball down the line and recruiting down the line. Uh, I'll get to one thing that you said that I think is so important that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to just yet. But as as far as the Aztecs go, let's say they finish with a one seed. Mm-hmm. Now that means if you're a one seed, you're expected to get to the final four. Yeah. 
At least? Yes, you are, because the top four seeds mean that's what the experts pick to go to the Final Four. Yeah. Now, look, when we do our brackets, don't you always have... Your ones are pretty deep. Yeah. I mean, your your ones go pretty, pretty deep, man. So, Sweet 16, they went to the Sweet 16 with Kawhi's team, right? Yes. So, you got to go Elite Eight. Well, here's the deal. Wherever, my thing is wherever you're ranked. So, if you're yeah. a number a two seed... Mm-hmm. Anything less than the Elite Eight is a is a disappointing season. Yeah. Well, Seth Davis again. I like him. Yeah. He's I good mean, at what he does. He makes a lot of money for a reason. Yeah. He goes. I I still think they could be a Final Four team. Okay. But he said, not not in regards to just state, but everybody. Yeah. He goes, man. You're seeing everybody's game is starting to ratchet up right now. Yeah. They're, the teams today are different than they were in January. Yeah. And he goes, it's across the board, man. And he goes, yeah, one and done across. So, look, incredible year for what Brian Dutcher did. Yeah. Uh, absolutely incredible year. Just so, that one yesterday, man, they just, I just, I don't know what happened. And and Utah State, whatever. I just felt so bad. I felt bad for the fan base. I felt bad for the team. I felt bad for, for Brian. Um. Because, man, they deserve to be tournament champions. So, okay, so here's the thing. Jeff just said Brian Dutcher. You're the one that pointed it out on the show a couple weeks ago. The Aztecs have to pay up, right? Yeah. Because this is where he's never been hotter. I mean, the guy has basically close to a 750 career winning percentage at San Diego State. Correct. And if you don't think big-time programs with big-time money are coming after him as soon as this season is over, you're out of your fucking mind. So – the one program that I thought would make a run at him was Minnesota. When I was a kid there, uh, his dad, Jim Dutcher, was the head coach. Uh, Brian grew up there. Yep. Came from Big Ten, Michigan, with Steve Fisher. Now, uh, Richard Patino, the son of Rick Patino, coaches the Gophers right now. It's a $2 million buyout to get Patino out. Okay. But, Dave, they are talking about making a run at the coach from Baylor. If they, if they um, get rid of Patino, okay. And when you look at Brian Dutcher, I figured he would have been in the top three. He's actually more in like top ten when you see it. Now the only thing that I can possibly think working against him is that he hasn't been that guy for four or five years. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a joke. I think he's done a great job. Right? Class to the program. And look, I was the first guy to say, how do you just hand that program over to him? How do you not go out and interview? Well, I don't know who you could have gotten here. Could have done a better job. He's done an amazing job. Good for him. But, yeah, I mean, I would have thought Minnesota. I don't know, Dave. I don't know how much his phone rings. I guess we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I mean, he's... If they go Elite Eight, Final Four... Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's still 30 and two. It's impressive. Yeah. You know, he's had the job. What? This is third year, right? This uh-huh. is third season. So, again, close to a 750 winning percentage. Yeah. There are teams that have a lot of money and boosters behind them that will say, you know what? We can pay you a lot more money. And this is a, pro- a promotion out of the Mountain West Conference. Are I you willing where to take he'd it? Go. I don't know where he, he, where he, he would possibly end up. I was just looking up Roy Williams. I wanted to see how, mu- how old Roy is because Roy, yeah. is, for the first time in his career, has a losing record. 
He's going to yeah. finish with a losing record. He's going to be 70 this year, Roy Williams is. That's it, huh? And I imagine Roy's not looking at going, well, fuck, I'm not going to retire on this shit. No way. Not with a losing record. Um, but I, I started with North Carolina. I just started thinking elite college teams mm-hmm. that maybe would make a run at another coach. It would be tough to say that, that Dutcher would go to North Carolina. I'm just saying there are schools, always those ones that step up out of nowhere, that like a, like a Texas, Oklahoma State, no, that seem to have look, a shitload of money that all of a sudden go, dude, we can pay you to come here. What I would look at, Dave, is in in your scenario, if Roy was to move on yeah. and they go hire a guy from Baylor, then does Dutch become a player for Baylor, Yeah, right? I, I'm looking at... Does he become in play for the guy that leaves a really, really good program to go to an elite program where you say, yeah, I have more money. I've got private, <laughs> right? Private airfare. I've got all these different yeah. things that come in. Real uh, conference, most importantly. Assistant coaches. Yes. My games are on. I can be seen. We have a contract exactly with right. ESPN. Yep. Yeah, all those different things. But I don't know. I mean, he's got a pretty good gig here, so I would think it would have to be the right one. And, and we know it's it's three years now as the head coach of state, but people who are around that program will tell you he ran San Diego State's basketball program for a number of years before Steve Fisher retired. Well, Steve was slowing down, and Dutcher was the guy doing everything, even during games. It's an unbelievable hire by Rick Bay going way back when yeah, they was. brought those guys in. Absolutely unbelievable. And, and Fisher, like, I – I would like, we were talking about statues the other day with everybody going on. I would like to know that next year at some point there's, a, there's. I mean, I get it, Steve Fisher Court. There should be a statue of Steve Fisher out in front of that fucking building. And do it now to make sure that Fish is with us to enjoy it. Yeah. I know he would probably try to talk people out of it. Holy cow. What an impact that guy had on this community, right? Yes. What an impact. How old do you think Steve Fisher is right now? Oh, man. It's a great question. I'd say he's 77. It's going to be 75 in a couple weeks. Okay. He's looked 75 for about 20 years, but in, in a couple weeks, he's going to be 75. Dave, they're good. We need to be better. Dutch, good coach. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Fisher is funny as shit. He has the Dude, he's he, the coolest. He kid. has the Sparky Anderson disease, what do you mean? where they always looked much older yeah. than they were. Just the, I love when Bernie says he's always courtside yeah. with a uh, bag of yeah. chocolate chip cookies, and Bernie asks him, "How are we doing? I like this team." That's your Steve Fisher yeah. report. Fisher's the coolest dude. He's man. always been great, to, man. He, everybody great. He is just the coolest dude. Here's the weird thing. All right. Things talking about coach Fisher is when he took over and won the national championship for Michigan. Yeah. Remember, remember that when, um, Bill Frieder, Bill Frieder took off Arizona state and you know, the old line, we want a Michigan man coach of Michigan. Yeah. And they told Steve Fisher, you're going to coach these, this tournament. And it ends up going running the table, winning the whole goddamn thing. He was only 45. God. <laughs> I mean, damn dude. He looked yeah. like he's 75 then. Yeah. Fuck. And Bill Frieder lives here, right? Coronado? I think he does. Yeah. Everyone retires here. But when Jerry Tarkanian was living here. Right. But I, I just I just felt bad. I'm not I know people that watch it all the time, the critical of this, that, whatever. Man, they are much more qualified. I can't tell you I watched every minute of that game. I just I was bummed out for Brian Dutcher, Malachi Flynn, Flynn yeah. and uh 
and those dudes, man, because they just felt like with everything they had accomplished this year, and look, they go really far this year and become an elite eight or final four team, then then maybe nobody gives a shit yeah. what happened yesterday in Vegas. I get that. But but yeah, I just I felt bad for those dudes, man. They've brought a lot of fun to this city. Did uh, you and your boys at all watch the Lakers Clippers today? Did. I did. I watched a lot of that game today. Fun. I I really I enjoyed that a lot. Now what's now I'm looking at it going, Mark Jackson's the favorite to get the Brooklyn Nets gig. That'd be interesting. Van Gundy is in play to get the Knicks job. So you look at those guys and go, God damn, that whole broadcast team may be different next year. I like those guys, Dave. I do. I, I like just for my standpoint, yeah. I find them. I like that Van Gundy gives Mark Jackson shit. How about uh, Mar- Van Gundy rips the NBA every broadcast? All the time. That's a dumb rule. Makes no sense. I don't know what the NBA is doing. He's constantly just rips the, the rips the entire league all the time. Van Gundy, I looked this up the other day because Van Gundy has never won anywhere. You know what I mean? As a coach. No, but as far as what the Knicks did, it's funny. I was just reading about him. Didn't he have one of the highest winning percentages of not that? I mean, it's yeah, but they didn't do shit. I mean, yeah. you, you look at it. Uh, Pat Riley brought him on as assistant coach at extremely young age. And then he yeah. took over eventually. Then he was famous for grabbing on to right. an ankle in a fight and being dragged around the court like an idiot. Yeah. Then he got the Rockets job. Rockets. That's where he went. Right? Now, when's the last time that Jeff Van Gundy coached? What Love year? This. I looked this up the other day because I surprised how long ago it was. I think. I, I'm going to say, Dave, I don't think he's coached in the 2000s. 2007. Oh, is that right? That's the last time with the Rockets. 13 years ago. Oh, I would have thought even longer than that. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, 2007 that he was a coach. And Now, do I think he's, he's very bright? Yeah. I think it's fascinating that him and his brother grew up in San Francisco yeah. and became NBA coaches. Yeah. And Van Gundy's not a dumb guy. Went to Yale. Went to school with Jody Fisher. Uh-huh. Jody Foster. Sorry, Jody Foster. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, I like it. That's an attractive class. <laughs> I just keep thinking of that idiot, John Hinckley Jr. Oh, shit. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Ends up trying to impress Jodie Foster and then doesn't realize she's gay as he's sitting in a prison cell. Right there. Yeah. She had no interest in you, asshole. None. <laughs> None. Bouncing a tennis ball off the wall, you dick. Way to read the room, dipshit. You fucking clown. <laughs> um uh, yeah it's just it's kind of a really fun time in sports man you went from february where nothing was going on spring training you see paddock get smacked around a little bit today nobody cares nobody big, cares except big whoop okay that's my next question for you the yeah. padres have had a tremendous spring yeah. record wise yeah these aren't real games assholes why no. are you guys freaking out when kirby Yates pitches in the second inning right this isn't a real, real baseball game. No, I liked uh, it. was fun watching that today. But then, God, there was so much going on that it was just kind of a fun day to hang out. Like I said, man, you had Aztecs yesterday, Padres on today, NBA on today, UFC on last night, uh, Kings were on yesterday afternoon. We watched some NHL. Like, there's just everything heating up right now. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it all. Okay, here's my Nick San Diego sports move. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. You go- going to the loyal? You no, I will not. Tickets? Be, I will not be going to the loyal. You get lax season uh, seals. Season I'm gonna tickets? go to. A, I'm gonna ask Woods for uh, seals tickets. I've never been. Yeah. Why? Well, why do you need that? Uh, I mean, I don't think they're you know sold out funny, every is? night. 
No, it's funny because he, he volunteered, but it's so he said to me, dude, I'll get you in. And then I said to someone, hey, I'm going to, to see a SEALs game. I can't sit there and make a judgment of what Woods does. And then everyone's like, I can get you in for free. No matter who I say I, I'm going to go to a SEALs game, I can get you in. I was like, well, how do they make nice. money when they're sending them free tickets away nonstop? I think they're drawing well. They are drawing well. Yeah. I but if all the tickets are free. Look, I watched. I hear Woods. You've been, right? Yeah, I went last year. Does Woods scream the entire time? Like, is he on mic he's the really entire time? Funny. Yeah, he's really funny. I saw a picture from yesterday with a big bottle of Robitussin right in front of him while he was sitting there screaming and smacking the glass. And I was I like, is him. he sick? Is he okay? I saw him yesterday in the, uh, does, is he sick and he's yeah. there breathing no. in that same microphone? That's what I'm saying. That the guy for the gulls uses? Yeah. What the hell's going on? Boy, is that inconsiderate. <laughs> Just want to make sure he's all right. I saw him in that. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi outfit? Yeah. Do you have anybody who cares about him in his life? Jesus. Get a grip. And Look in the mirror. Do you own a mirror? I saw it. I, I went on social media today. I was like, let me just check in, right? And he said, man, I'm watching Manny Machado. And it reminds me of things I see all the time in adult league baseball. And I didn't even finish. <laughs> I just put the phone down. Because I guarantee you, and I and I know he'll hear this and Paul will hear it. Let me just say this. I love the lax, the, the seals. I don't know why I keep calling them the lax, the seals. I love what you do for the seals. You can post bow videos saying, fuck you. We can do that yeah, all day long. I do love this. As soon as you start a tweet with, Watching Manny Machado reminds me of what I see in adult league baseball. Steve, there's nobody in the world, much less in San Diego, that's thinking, yeah, go on. Let me hear it. What we're thinking is, oh, for fuck's sake, sit the fuck down, okay? Ben writes that, I'm reading it, and I'm paying attention. Ello, Tony Gwynn, Matt Scraby, John Cantera, Brandon, she-she-she. Whatever that kid's last name is. He fucking Dave had the balls to write that a guy making $30 million a year reminds him of dudes that he sees on Sunday afternoon playing out in Hamul. Great. I put the phone down. (laughs) That's your guy. That's your fucking buddy. Yeah, you hit that out. He owes everybody a free fucking ticket. Anybody who read, anybody who read that tweet, I didn't read it all the way through, so I don't qualify. But if you read that tweet, you tell Steve Woods, you owe all of us a free fucking ticket. That's funny as shit. Get your shit together, okay? Calm Spe- the fuck down. Speaking of Manny Machado, did you yes. see the story in The Athletic? No. You didn't. I thought for sure you'd read this thing. About mm-hmm. Manny Machado saying... With Bobby Dickerson coming in and Wayne Kirby, that he goes, these are the guys that were obviously Oriole guys, but he goes, he needs the tough love. Fuck that. He, it, it, to me, it's all it's all talk. He says he was out of shape last year. Machado did. Said That's he, embarrassing. He, he didn't. He wasn't always giving 100%. Okay. And he thought his athletic ability would just take over. And basically, he was just interested in the Padres and this team last year. All right. And he needs these guys, even though he makes $300 million, mm-hmm. to hold him accountable. 
and he's the tough love and he says, you know, he's in better shape now and he's ready to compete and he's looking forward to having Wayne Kirby and Bobby Dickerson in his face to keep him on track. Boy, if I'm Pete Seidler and Ron Fowler, ask you, you're a Padre shit, fan. What do you think? It's a fucking joke. I mean, you're rooting them on. It's a you know? fucking joke. But it, it's it's everything yeah. that we were watching. We weren't yeah. blind. We wanted yeah. him to do well. Yeah. Be the face of the franchise. They're paying right. you like the face of the franchise. And yet you're going to admit that, hey, I, I was disinterested. I showed up to the park not ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. some of your money back. You won't. Yeah, you won't. No. Go ahead. Give Ron half. Give him 15 million back for last year since he gave 50% effort. I did like the Wayne Kirby thing they had with uh, Fox Sports San Diego today where he's being interviewed in the middle of the game with Orsillo and uh, Mud. I didn't see it. So they're interviewing him and yeah. they're talking about work with the outfielders and everything else. And they said, hey, one of the guys that's been doing well here in spring training has been Will Myers. And Kirby said, yeah, I've been working with him. I pay attention in the outfield. He starts falling asleep out there. I got a way to get his attention. And Mud goes, do it right now. And he goes, well, and they show Myers and he jumps and he, what? Hands are in the air. And you couldn't see Kirby, but like, I think Kirby's like waving to him. So Myers in the middle of the game is like waving back. Dude, it was super funny. <laughs> but again, Dave, I, I don't, I couldn't be less interested in all of that bullshit. To me, it's just all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And I love the job that Dennis Lynn does covering that team. I know you got to do stories. God, if there's anybody out there other than my friend Nick Rogers who will read that shit and buy into it, wake up. I'd be like, oh, for Christ's sake, shut up. <laughs> uh, shut up. I I couldn't big deal. Let's see what happens in August and September. Yeah, I'm with you. And if you come out in August and September and you're crushing it, you go, good on you, man. Hey, I'm sorry, but good on you for recognizing there was a problem and, and better yet, great job doing it. But too much fucking talk on this team. God, every guy, Hosmer, Myers, Machado, uh, Hedges, that fucking dipshit. <laughs> Oh, you know, boy, I just, I went, oh, shit. I watched the film and I, guys, I got to be better. Swing and a miss, strike three, Hedges will sit down. Over three on the day. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of guys are done with Hedges, right? A lot of them don't want to hear about it. A lot of guys are done with Will Myers and these great springs that he's had forever. We're, we're done with it. Just fucking come through. And yeah. when the fuck... Is it time that there's one guy in this organization steps up and does what's best for the organization, and that's Randy Jones? Will you give Hosmer number 35 already? Please. God, he's been a disappointment. Glenn Hoffman had no problem giving number 30. None. He's the only thing that was left. Fuck you, Randy. Fuck you. Selfish. That's what I call it. Be a team guy and give him his fucking number. Jesus Christ. It won't impact <laughs> your rib sales. You asshole. Guess what? Cody Bellinger, fucking MVP, wears 35. Not because of Randy Jones, because Hosmer used to wear it. Give him his fucking number. It's killing the team. Can't fucking take it anymore. <laughs> you and Nate Colbert sitting in the back, eating free peanuts, laughing. Those days are done. What's the matter with you? Yeah, I don't know. I love Randy. Uh, 
No, it's just, Dave, it's really great to hear all of that in March. Yeah. Let's see what the fuck happens in July when you've lost six in a row and Jace Tingler and Wayne Kirby and Lance Dickinson or whatever Dickerson. The, that fucking guy's <laughs> name is. All the new heroes that have come to town. Let's see what happens when they go, hey, player A, B, C, D, get your shit together. Let's get going. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't like that. Where are you coming from? Team's got a lot of fucking. Just call him Lance. I just realized. <laughs> it's, Lance. it's Bobby. 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 Where you get Lance from? I don't know. But yeah. hey, by the way, the guy's 54. He looks like he's 84. Sparky Anderson's like, Jesus, what happened to you? <laughs> what happened? Oh, my God. Benjamin Bratt. I do like that guy a lot, though. He's a guy that you, you'll like. I, I watch his YouTube videos all the time, the way he teaches fielding. The guy's entertaining as shit. I like him. Great. Let's see if they're still winning. <laughs> That's the <laughs> yeah. most important thing. Absolutely right. All right. want to mention the guys that help keep this show going. And again, we'll get to how old are they and how much they're worth in a second. But I want to get to uh, Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy that wants to help you get out of the rental market. He wants to get you into a house. What are you waiting for? He's written books on this. He's really good at helping you figure out your finances. Stop throwing money away in the rental market. You call Dan Williams. Dan's your guy, again, to teach you how to stop renting and getting to the housing market. Now is a great time when you look at all the numbers. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Well, I will tell you this. As we all are trying to find the financial freedom, the toughest part for a lot of us, I shouldn't say the toughest part, but one of the biggest challenges is finding the ability to say no. Saying no to purchases that you made while you're getting caught up. And man, Dave, it has been good this week. It's been good. Get a few checks come in. You put some checks in the bank. A couple things that you wanted to do. I'll give you a prime example. Uh, my sons and I were going to go up to the Angel game against the Astros. We were going to do that. We said, you know what? Those games are going to be elbow to elbow and everybody freaking yep. out, yelling. Why don't we give it a couple of weeks? We'll hang out. We'll go up when it's just a typical Saturday afternoon Angel game. And the place is half full. Exactly. We got the run of the place. Tickets are more manageable. So we did that. So that means 100 bucks don't need to be laid out. I told them both last night. Hey, guess what? You tapping out at 730 at night told me one thing. No goddamn way I'm buying tickets for the UFC here. <laughs> what? I go, you both sound asleep by eight. Guess what that did? That saves you another hundred bucks. My goddamn driver for the LA Times is shit. Guy shows up every day at eight in the eight thirty in the morning. Fuck you, LA Times canceled you. Then I find out they're double billing me. Really? Not only do you get you save the money that you're paying out, but they owed me another 90 bucks. Now, all of a sudden, you go, hey, well, you get rid of the LA Times. You're not buying Angel tickets. You're not buying UFC tickets. They do these things, and you go, shit, where I used to be 400 out, now I'm 400 in the positive. Yeah. It's finding the financial decisions. It's why I love Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, because then you find it, and the good thing is, Dave, not only do you say, well, I don't need the LA Times this month, but I also don't need it the rest of the time. You go, well, that's 25 bucks a month. 
do the math, right? It's three hundred a year. Fuck, what's that go to now that you didn't that you didn't have the ability to pay before? All of those things come into effect because I have determined I'm moving to OB and I'm going to open a smoke shop. Nuts. <laughs> and the only way I can do that, the Dave and Jeff podcast studio slash smoke shop, is to get some shit paid off, like Pearl Jam tickets. Once we get that, and I'm going to have a fucking cot in the back, it's going to be great. <laughs> One rent, wink, wink. I'm just here late at night painting bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. I'm hosting a few of those chicks I saw hanging on the beach that looked like they had a few questions. On uh, OB. Man, I like OB. I get fucked up there every night. I ain't going to lie to you. But the only way I'm going to get drunk down there is if I got money in my pocket. That's the true. way I'm going to do that. I got to repay smart. We're doing that. By the way, I said last week, I'll tell you this, all kidding aside, with the plan that Dan put in place, remember I told you I have two credit cards and I had two retail cards? Yeah. Uh, those two retail cards are down to one. Paid the one off this Look at week. That. Look at this. So it's good. Car payment made. Everything's good. Back on track. Uh, but again, the ultimate goal, shit, taxes ahead of. Yeah. Um, all of those different things that you have to take care of. Man, braces going on on Thursday. All on your the- legs? No. Those little jerks that <laughs> ran around with all weekend. You're going to be one of those adults with the braces on your teeth? No, but man, what are you doing over there? Who's that cheap shot at? Nobody. I want to do that. Anyone trying to better themselves, I'm all for it. All the way for it. Well, my sons are doing it on Thursday. Yeah, well, they're teenagers. Not they're even. even that. They're 12. Yeah. But the money is always coming up. So you make the smart decisions when you're borrowing money, better decisions when you're repaying the money. 858-688-6813. Also, Brian Curry, guess what I did today? What my you afternoon with Brian Curry. Where'd you guys go? Everywhere. We went everywhere. Seven houses we looked at today. Really? Seven houses. And I'm thinking- Did he take you to IB? No, he made a couple IB jokes, though. Everyone, this is something you would see in IB, he would sell me. Or you telling me about City Heights, and we were yeah. talking about it. He said you couldn't be more right. I'm right. Oh, you nailed it. Every time, you're right. Yeah. So we went through seven different houses, and I'm thinking, he's thinking, man, these guys are pain in the ass. And, and you know what? He's so goddamn patient that if I did what he did, I'd lose my fucking mind. Uh, but that's what I like about him. Because yeah. when he has a chance to try and sell me on saying, dude, I'm telling you, this is a good deal or this is a great house. Yeah. He doesn't. As soon as nope. I, in my mind, when I walk in somewhere, I'm going, this isn't going to work. He says it before I say it. Yeah. He goes, this isn't what you want. This needs to be redone. This has to be redone. This isn't what you want. It's going to cost you this amount of money to fix it. This isn't what you're looking for. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And doesn't waste any time. I've been with guys in the past who don't yeah. give a fuck. They just want their commission. That's yeah. not the way Brian Curry works. He works out for what's best for you, the customer. He will find the neighborhood that you want. Again, seven houses in exactly the neighborhood that I was looking in. Had a great time with him. Obviously, we talk a lot of stuff, not only about the show, about the business, the helicopter impression that you do. What's up, Dave? Here we go, babe. Going in, over. He's done. He's done. He's he's sitting there going, "Oh my gosh!" And then we're going on and on about what, 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 d- yeah. different things that 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 they're going on in his life, personally, in my life, and 
Always great catching up. But look, he is a good dude, man. He's good at what he does, not just because he's a friend. Everyone's dealt with real estate agents in the past. We know the real deal. We know the guys that just want the commission and want to move on. That's not what happens with Brian. Brian's the guy that will take you all over San Diego County, put you in the neighborhood you want to be in, even the street you want to be on. His number is 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Dave, we got an email from Paul M. in Rancho Bernardo said, hey, I heard you could put me on any street. I want to live on 100 Poontag Street. Paul, come on. Come on, Paul. Christ's sake. Come on, Bubba. Save that, Bubba. Jiminy Cricket, that's ridiculous. Why would I read that email? Why don't we have Katie Mosier down here screening this shit for us anymore? And I'll tell you what. La Mesa may be fucking their own fist pretty soon. That I had so much fun in OB yesterday. Yeah. And here's the other Parkin's thing. Parking's the problem. Well, that's why I have Brian on my side. Okay. Because guess what I'm getting, Dave? Helipad. I'm getting a helipad. I'm getting a two-car garage. So I can park, and then I'm going to have one visitor spot. Guess who that's going to go to? Brian Curry. Nice. Or Dan Williams. Or Alan Taylor. Or Missy Martinez. Or Missy Martinez. Or Josh Palais. <laughs> or Ben Higgins. Paul. And whoever else. Who'd I miss? I don't think you I think missed you them. I think you got them all. Al Horton. He, yes. can, he can park there. JoJo can park there. Geff can park there whenever he needs it. I think Josh I could, Lewin. Josh we'll, Lewin can park we'll there. We'll never make it. Walchev can park there because he's going to have to cater the housewarming party. <laughs> so he can put the van right there. Just get the fuck out before everybody else shows up. And uh, Stevie Woods, he can come down too, as long as he doesn't smoke heaters in the backyard. <laughs> doesn't bring that Obi-Wan Kenobi shit. <laughs> Embarrass me in front of the neighbors. That's what he would do. Right? But I'm, I'm telling you, it's so fun because you go through and you see different neighborhoods. And like you said, I, yeah. I love what you said, though, that Brian knows it. This is why Brian's so good. Brian plays the long game. Yep. And he knows that when he finds the right house for Dave and Rita, Dave's going to tell you about it every night. Then we'll find the right place for me, for Jack, for Cade, for Missy, and then we're going to tell you about it every night. And then I'm going to have a side house for me and Nina Hartley. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about that every night. Uh, so it'll be perfect. But I just I love the fact that Brian puts it's the way it should be. Puts the customer's need ahead of his own needs. Not looking for the quick fix, the right fix. Yeah. That's why Brian Curry is our guy. He sure is. Alan Taylor's your guy to put that perfect pool in. Man, I saw one house that had a great pool. And, again, Brian's like, well, this is one house we want you to Alan Taylor for. All other houses, we needed Alan Taylor. Yeah. Alan Taylor's your guy to make the perfect pool. More than 20 years in San Diego. He's the guy that builds brand new pools, also full remodels, also will fix your equipment. He'll also put new equipment, repairs, whatever you need. Pool resurfacing, we all know that wet goes on with the pool if you've had one for a while, but there's nothing like starting from the very beginning, and it'll take you through those 3D designs or the virtual tours. Make sure that Alan Taylor is your guy for the perfect pool. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Boy, there are days when I think you can't be any fucking dumber, and then you do something like you did right there. Yes. You saw the house, and you're like, well, I don't need Alan Taylor here. Really? Now you're a pool expert? You bring Alan Taylor out. You say, Al, look at this thing and tell me that it's running right. You running know, right. You know what he would Is it energy efficient? That's what happened. 
Do I have the right chlorine blend, I got, Alan? I got oh, I forgot that all of a sudden now you're well, the here's pool why, expert. Here's why I was hesitant to, to say Alan Taylor on this one house. Why? This is one of those houses where the pools are built illegal. You know, where yeah. the deep end in this pool, I swear to God, it was like 15 feet deep. I don't think you're allowed to have a 15-foot deep pool anymore in San Diego. Well, then I have Alan and his team come out and make it to code. And tell me, your eardrums are going to pop out if you Jesus keep this Christ. pool, you asshole. Wasn't there a movie about this? Jacques Cousteau, dipshit. We're going to fix this. Damn. I don't need to swim around electric eels. Why don't we take the water out and just skate? We'll just yeah. We'll bring Tony Hawk in here. Um, every house needs tailor-made pools to make sure, I'm telling you, any pool that's good is going to be better after a tailor-made pool uh, once over. And by the way, yes, 100% true. Yesterday, I went to the Bay. I mentioned up early, 8 o'clock, down to OB, down out on the pier, then to the Bay, throwing the football I felt like I was throwing the football yesterday, even with the wind coming in off the water. I felt like I was throwing tighter spirals than I've thrown in a month, and I realized what it was. I had the power of my tailor-made pool shirt on. Nice. It wasn't the Jake's Projects. It's just the uh, TMP shirt. But I tell you, man, you wear those shirts around town, chicks look at you a little different. They do. They look at you like, this guy's got his fucking shit together. (laughs) I'm over here with this fucking slapdick. Over here, right, on his phone, playing whatever. Playing, uh, I don't know, what the fuck's that game? Starts with the F. Video game, Fortnite. Some fucking dork playing Fortnite on his phone. I should be hanging with that guy. Yeah. He looks, I wonder if that's the guy. I wonder if that's, <laughs> that's, that's got to be the guy from TaylorMade Pools. Fuck. <laughs> hey, that's it, man. If you have a pool done, not only will Vera show up for the opening... But for just an extra $40, Alan will give you a tailor-made pool t-shirt. That offer expires Friday. <laughs> Call him. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Uh, uh, look for yourself. I'm so disgusted. I'm so uh, This is going to fuck me yeah. during how old are they and how much are they worth because I can't believe you said into a live microphone, I went to a house where they didn't need tailor-made pool. Everybody needs yes, it. Yes, this, I'm telling you, Don't this make pool, that mistake was again. As fuck. Was, the house well, he would have fixed it. And we went to one older house because just curious to see how they fix it up. Yeah. 1963, it was built. But then yeah. I'm thinking, this pool is illegal. There's no way. You can't have a 15-foot deep pool. Why not? It's not up to code. Is that what Brian said or is that what you said? That's what I've been told. That's All me right. saying that. All Not right. by Brian. Brian didn't give me any, any news on pools. Yeah. Everything's Alan. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But tell him uh, Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Alan's the best. Uh, Kyle Fluger, he's your guy for the perfect website, 619-500-6621. It's funny. I see people write on Facebook or on Twitter, hey, does anyone know a website guy? Mm. Yeah, we got a guy. This guy's yeah. fucking great. and doesn't Fuck just work man. here in San Diego. Kyle Fluger's the guy. He's the number you need to be uh, talking about. 619-500-6621. He can make your business grow. Look, a lot of these websites suck. You guys see them all the time. Why mess around? Call Kyle Fluger. Make sure you get that perfect website for you. Uh, here's one, too, that may happen. We've already told you douche of the day. MILFs with tan lines. But I like this one, and this happened. Uh, look, I saw it yesterday in OB on the pier. I'm walking back, and you go, man, that is a weird rash. Peoplewithweirdrashes.com, coming at you soon. 
We look at you and go, fuck, that one's really weird. Maybe we can vote for it, right? And if you win, I don't know what you'll get. It's a high five. How about what the fuck is that on your skin.com? Yeah, what the fuck is that.com? How about just what the fuck.com? God damn. See, that's how that's why Dave and I work so well together. Because I had one idea and Dave made it brilliant. Coming at you soon. What the fuck.com? That could be anything, Dave. That's brilliant. Love it. We could put the rash up there. We could be people walking. Dude, Dave and I couldn't be bigger dog fans. But there are days when you're just walking and you see an ugly goddamn dog. And I know every dog needs love, but goddamn, leave that dog in the backyard. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? Dot com. <laughs> Looking forward to that, Flukes. I can make, make it happen. I like it. All right, let's go. All right, here we go. Today is March 8th. I do have one for March 7th I'm going to ask you because there's a major star on March 7th. We'll start right there, okay? Uh, hang on. March yes. 7th rings a bell. I believe March 7th, 02, was the day we got fired from KSB. That's 100% right. Happy 18th anniversary. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's not ever do that again. Fuck you, Dave Sniff. Yeah, fuck you, asshole. All right, here we go. All right. March 7th, Brian Cranston. God, so good. Brian Cranston, 64. That's 100% right. Hey. Hey. What the hell? Pretty good. All right. How much is he worth? $40 million. That's exactly right. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck is going on? That's exactly right. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Dude, I tell you what. That guy, would you, like, with all respect to Ted and Ashley and Laura and Kraska, all the great people we've had in here. Wouldn't it be fucking great to have Cranston in here? Yeah, it would be great. That guy's the best, man. How's that? The best. All right, here we go. March 8th. That is the time we're doing today's show. Okay. Bow wow. <laughs> bow wow the actor. Damn, or singer, this one, whatever you want okay, to Okay, because he's not little bow wow anymore. No, he's not. This is going to throw me off, man, because you always picture that dude as a little kid. Exactly right. I'm going to say 27. 32. Shit. Okay. But I think the money is not going to be as much as I would have thought. No. I'm going to say $16 million. Oh, you're way too high. $4 million. Lower. Lower? Yeah. Come on. $1.8? 1.5. Shit. Dumb fucking is bad decisions. You got to think when you was a kid, you probably thought it was always going to be like this, yeah. right? Kind of those guys with the one-hit wonders going, this is the beginning. Yeah. But if we looked at his resume at Chixie Banged, we'd probably give him one. Right? Yeah, that's Give true. him a mulligan. Yeah. I think, dude, I, I think Lisa Ann might have been with Bow Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Well, she's not with many, so that's a win. You son of a bitch. You're son of a bitch. Jesus. That's a friend. <laughs> well, what's your, Bow Wow? All right. <laughs> hey, come on. I'm a real friend for calling that out. Here we go. Freddie Prince Jr. God. Damn. So sad when his career died. Are they going to say when his dad died? Well, that too. Freddie Prinze Jr. Did you ever watch Chico and the Man? Uh, that show freaked me. Like, they were, all those shows were shot, like, really grungy and dirty, yeah. like Barney Miller. Yeah, they were. Chico and the Man, yeah. Sanford and the Sun. Sanford, Sanford and Son. Son. You're right. They were all weird. Uh, Freddie Prinze Jr., 46. 44. Okay. Now, are we counting Sarah Michelle Geller's money, too? 
Dude, I don't know. The way I'm looking at this number, I'm thinking it is, but I'm not I'm not sure because the money's more than I thought. Twenty two million. Close, nineteen million dollars. Pretty good. Yep. He has not aged well. It's weird, man. Like he was in that movie Summer Catch came out like in two thousand two. Remember that movie about playing yeah. baseball in Cape Cod? Yeah. With Jessica Beals in that movie? Right. And then uh all of a sudden, man, this guy aged terribly. Damn. Yep. Looks like Bobby Dickerson. He still shows up on 710. It's pretty funny when he fills in. Up oh, there. that's right. Yeah, he's funny. He does a good job. That's right. All right, last one of the day. Okay. James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. Oh, the kid from, uh, I was trying to, I thought that was the dude for a second. I was like, isn't that the dude who just died? No, that's James Lipton. <laughs> Big damn difference in age. James Vanderbeek. That's a kid from, uh. The OC. Yeah, I think so. He is fuck. This age is gonna throw me off too. Cause he that show's gotta be I'm gonna say he's uh forty two. Close, forty three. All right. How much is he worth? Uh I don't think he's gonna break the twenty million threshold. I don't think he's gonna I'm gonna say he's at eleven million. Eight million dollars. God damn. There you go. Come on, Jimmy V. <laughs> oh, there's only one Jimmy yeah, V. I think that's about it for him. Yeah, he needs to change it. I don't um, think that eight million's growing. All right. Unless we, he calls Dan Williams. That number eight five eight. Six eight eight. Six eight one three. And if he becomes an investor in what the fuck dot com. <laughs> I'm all in on that, JD. Here we go, baby. That's a good one. Your first good one about the Virch. Um, we'll be back here Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we have planned. So just Wednesday night. Okay. We're good to go. Like I said, you can follow us on social media. Doesn't mean we'll follow you back at Dave Palaya, Jeff Dotson. Have a great week. Make sure you set your alarm. Get up at the right time tomorrow. You assholes. And we'll see you Wednesday. Let's <laughs> see you on Wednesday. So let